Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have an amazing guest on the show. This guy is coming in all the way from Utah. His name is Dr. Jay Shetland, and I cannot wait to hear his story. So do me a favor and share this out right now. Just share it out and stay with us. We will be right back. And we are back. Let me bring Dr. Jay on. Jay, welcome to the show. Morning. What a great intro. I love your show energy. It's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. I've, I've, I've only spent a little over four years trying to create that energy. It's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, man. So, you know, I started this uh, over four years ago and, um, Honestly, I did it for selfish reasons. I was kind of stuck in life and I thought, you know, if I just interview people and hear how they got through all the crap, maybe it'll help me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it has. So, really? yeah. um it worked out. So, so Jay, t- talk about um, you know, kind of tell everybody where it all started for you, where you were born and raised. Well, I was born in San Diego. I've kind of kind of grown up all over the place. Uh, Washington State, Utah, through the years, lived in Asia, Portugal, uh, in, in Europe, uh, and and just landed here in South Jordan, Utah, where I, I really enjoy Utah. It's got a lot of great outdoor life. It's a nice central location to get to other places I like to go and visit. But yeah. I'm a little bit of a traveling man. Yeah. I've, I've lived in Washington State as well. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, there was a point where I said, I, when I retire, I'm going to move to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, but the traffic, the traffic, traffic changed big time in the last uh, 15, 20 years before that was a little slice of heaven up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the people in LA complain about traffic go to Seattle, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But Seattle's gorgeous. And I, I even yeah. like the, I had spent a lot of time in the Western state, um, mm-hmm. excuse me, Eastern state in Spokane, which Spokane's just a cool little town. Oh, the rolling cool. Hills, the vineyards. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, it's nothing though. Let's be honest. Nothing compares to Utah. Nothing. Like not in America, at least. You know, people don't get this. They think Utah, they think Mormons and stuff, which there's a lot of that culture here, but the outdoor life here, people don't realize there is more square mileage of, of national parks in Utah than the entire rest of the United States put together. It's crazy. It's so beautiful. Like it's absolutely just amazing. Yep, so, so you, you grew up a little bit here and a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. All like. over the place. So yep. where, like, where did you graduate from high school? Graduated Layton here in Utah. Oh, um, graduated undergrad uh, to University of Utah and then Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa. Davenport, Iowa. Okay. Well, that's, uh, here's my wife is, is on watching. She's yeah, we did fall in love with Utah. It's, it's beautiful. Um, lovely, lovely state. Yeah. So, okay. Iowa. So you go from Utah to Iowa and Iowa, I spent a, um, a month in Iowa one day. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's, it's, uh, okay. So I did, I actually spent 30 days in, um, Des Moines mm-hmm. for this corporate training thing I did years ago. And I was like, what do you guys do for fun here? <laughs> like it was, there wasn't a whole lot happening back then. That was a long time ago. It but. was a great place to study chiropractic because there wasn't much to do, but grow corn or study chiropractic. So it kept me focused. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, I have nothing else to do. I might as well read this book. Right. So, so, um, so you went to Palmer College and of chiropractic. Mm-hmm. You got out of. Uh, let's back up a little bit. Was there any influence in childhood that that you 
feel like kind of pushed you in the direction that you went as an adult? Yeah, I think it's pretty fascinating. Back up in Spokane when I was in elementary school, uh, my mom was in a, well, here, let me back up a year before that, in the fourth grade. Of course, the biggest thing on TV then in my little fourth grade world was Lou Frigno, The Incredible Hulk. And you right. know, we had no CG. We we're talking real muscles. Yeah. Uh, and I got electrocuted, much like that that uh, Jurassic Park second one when the kid's climbing the fence and zap, and he goes back and his hair's all poofed. Yeah, that happened to me. And in my fourth grade mind, I thought I'd been gamma rayed. So I thought, oh, well, I'm the Hulk now. I'm going to, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm more, if I'm going to be more buff when I'm angry, I'll be more buff when I'm angry if I'm already buff. And I started doing all these push ups and sit ups and chin ups. As a fourth grader, I would do 240 push ups a day. And so I got into health and fitness in the fourth grade. But then in the fifth grade, my mom got into a car accident. And I remember her going to PT and going to other stuff. And I remember going with her to the chiropractor. I don't remember what the person looked like or anything. But she would come out saying, oh, I feel so much better. This seems to be helping me the most with my injuries. I thought, well, I want to be a chiropractor when I grow up. No needles, no drugs. I just help people feel better. And that kind of was a very pivotal point for me that wow. set me on that trajectory. And then in, in college, I was going to the University of Utah, and I was working up at the hospital in the uh, OBGYN department. And the docs up there just about talked to me to staying and being an OBGYN. Just, hey, go to the U of U Medical School and become an OBGYN, and we, you can kind of blend you in here. And so I went down, looked at the curriculum, and I compared it with the first two years of chiropractic college. I'm like, wow, the first two years are almost the same. The second two years, chiropractic, we get more into nutrition, neurology, radiology, because we take and read our own x-rays. So we get 305 hours versus 45, 50 hours. Yeah. And, and then the medical model had to go into rounds and learning all this pharmacology and which drugs react negatively with this and that. And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound near as fun. I'm going to stay on plan A. And off I went to Davenport, Iowa. And I'm no regrets. I actually absolutely love my profession. I know when I first graduated, it was still in that, that time of chiropractors were second rate doctors or quacks or whatever. And and uh, as I worked through practice, and I know there's good and bad chiropractors, just like there's good and bad anything. There's good and bad medical sure. doctors, good and bad pizza, good and bad movies, whatever. Yeah. yeah so I just, I'm just going to be the best one I can be. And I love my profession. And um, as I've grown through it and made good relationships with outstanding medical doctors, chiropractors, neurologists around the world, I've also become very, grown up very confident in what I do. And in the last couple of years, and this isn't to offend anybody, but Boy, the, the tables have turned on who the quacks are when we look at the last couple of years and how we've handled the healthcare of the world or the Amen. of the world. Sorry, folks, I stand firm and your body is designed to function 100% and heal yeah. on its own and your immune system is amazing if you just trust in it. Yeah. We are all disease and all health starts from the inside out, not from the outside in. We're not going to chemically yeah. alter ourselves to be healthier. Thank so that's you. where I am today. <laughs> Amen. I agree, man. I agree. I, I um, am I... I think you, you have a new fan. Um, so yeah, we, gosh, I could literally go down that rabbit hole. I'm not going there, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we could, we could probably get banned from Facebook even. Yeah. Um, so, so talk about, you know, so you decided because of watching your mother under chiropractic care, by the way, I, I literally ruptured the disc between L4 and L5 mm -hmm. and um, like there was the gel or whatever's in there was gone yeah. and, and it pinned the sciatic nerve against my spinal cord. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know how to even describe that pain, but it was, I, I've never experienced anything like that. And my wife, who doesn't swear, swore at me after 24 hours of me laying and screaming. Mm -hmm. And she said, you, you're going to the ER. And so I went to the ER. They did give me drugs to kill the pain, thank God. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, I, I went to a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And she put me on a some kind of a table that that pulled me apart. And right. put, Decompression table. Yeah. Table. I walked out of that office completely pain-free and a new man. Nice. And um, I'll never forget it. And I would, I recommend chiropractic to everybody I know. Cause it's, mm -hmm. it, it is, it's more about the whole person. It's, it's about, it's about nutrition. It's about everything. It's the yeah. whole, 
it's not like here, just take these drugs and um, come back and see me when you need more. Right. And don't get me wrong. I think medicine definitely has its place, like yeah. having the drugs to help deal with the pain in the moment. Yeah. Then you went back to basics of, well, how do I help my body function and communicate, help that nervous system communicate properly so it doesn't hurt? Because the nerve has to be pinched 80% to hurt. So, you know, you when that when that disc was pinching the nerve, you're past that 80% yeah. threshold. Yeah, now it hurts. Get below that. A lot of times those symptoms will cruise under the under the radar and become a bigger problem years later. So we should always start with the natural stuff like like you did. And if that doesn't work, then drugs or surgery. But we shouldn't just jump straight on the, oh, I fell off a ladder. I need surgery right now rather than, oh, let me try the chiropractor. Let me try some anti-inflammatory nutrition. Let me try yeah. ice. You know, try to do some natural things first, then right. go up the ladder. Right, right. So so you you so you graduate from chiropractic college um in Iowa. Where did you stay in Iowa for any time or did you Yeah, after Iowa I went to St. George, Utah, started practice there for about uh six years. I was practicing down there. I was the president of the American Spinal Research Foundation for a year, the Utah Spinal Research Foundation for uh, two years. We did wow. research studies with patients with asthma using chiropractic. And a lot of people are like asthma, breathing, what does that have to do with chiropractic? has everything to do with chiropractic. Your nervous system controls whether those bronchi dilate when, they, when they're supposed to. It controls your immune system, whether you have all this, this inflammation of your or in, inflammatory uh, response in your mucosal membrane that will close off your bronchi. It was amazing to see how many people, matter of fact, everybody in that study over the course of the study got yeah. off of their asthma medications the rest of their life doing chiropractic and nutrition. And then we did a study with patients with MS, uh, which is an autoimmune disorder. And though I wish it, it would have, I wish I would have seen greater results of the chiropractic. It did help some, but the nutrition component of the study greatly helped these people to have less frequent flare-ups of their MS and much yeah. less in, uh, intense flare-ups. Amazing stuff. And what's here's a crazy part. At the end of the study, we had a few of the the participants that we said, "Look, we want to try a toxic thing that's in our our daily life, artificial sweeteners, and just see how you respond to that." Artificial sweeteners inflamed those autoimmune disorders like crazy. So nutrition is big. We can't ignore nutrition. And that's where, you know, looking at the medical model, even how we treat type 2 diabetes these days, where it's like, oh, here, take insulin and watch, monitor your portions. Well, why don't we just really alter our lifestyle and how we're eating? We can totally control type 2 diabetes and even get rid of it just by how we eat. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, yeah, fire up your nervous system too. So your digestion system's working better, but fun stuff. So yeah, down there in St. George. And then after six years, went to Portugal and practiced for two years in Portugal with an amazing doctor, Dr. Hatch. Um, we'd see, oh, we'd that, see 150, 180 patients in a day over there. That back up, back up to, so in St. George, was it your own practice or you were working with another doc? That was my own practice. Okay. And then, so then you go to Portugal. Did you speak Portuguese? Not at the time, but I learned it over the course of living there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How was it moving to, because English isn't really a second language there, is it? It is. I mean, everybody, oh. that's the tough part of learning Portuguese was if I made a mistake, then people just jump right into English and I'm like, oh, hey, I'm trying to learn your language here. I'm in your country. Wow. Okay. Um, my wife says, I do think the medical community does not take this approach, not much nutritional focus. That's so true. Yeah. And that's the sad part because, you know, we get a lot of hours in nutrition and chiropractors do a lot of postgraduate nutrition studies. The medical world gets about two hours in their whole four years of medical school of nutrition. Jeez. Yikes. What's on their curriculum currently. Anyway, again, not putting it down. I'm really grateful for our medical model. We, you, America has the best trauma care on the planet. Yeah. When it comes to healthcare, if I could quote um, Dr. Patrick Gentempo, he says, when we take disease care and label it healthcare, yeah. and sell it to a nation, we can't help but have a sick nation. And that's what we've done. We, mm. we use a disease care model, a reactive model yep. to try to get, keep people healthy. And it doesn't work. We, if we're going to be healthy, we have to be proactive to maintain our health. And then when something happens like a trauma or disease would be much more rare for proactive rather than reactive. Then of course the model is a good fit, but unfortunately we're using, we're using it the wrong way. I agree. Totally so, agree. So and, yeah, after, and, Portugal, after Portugal came back to South Jordan and really started working on the books like future health where, uh, here, hold on, hold that up. Let's oh yeah, get sure. it full screen. Helping us age gracefully to 100 years and beyond. 
um, trying to do natural means to, we're designed to live to 110, 120, just fall asleep and not wake up. But thoughts, traumas, and toxins shorten our lifespan, rob us of quality of life, and there are ways we can help maximize our life. Okay, so can you hold that book back up for a second? Yeah. Why the DeLorean? Uh, well, I am a little bit of a DeLorean nerd. So Are I, you? Yeah. Yep. So, so you know where DeLorean was started? In Ireland. Oh, was it? Yeah. I, the guy that started it lived here in Columbus. Well, you've got... Uh, John DeLorean is quite a history. And that's in the DeLorean world, you've got the Back to the Future fans and you've got the car buff fans, which I'm a little of both. But the history of the car is fascinating when you think John DeLorean in, created the GTO, which was the first muscle car. So we wouldn't have muscle cars if it wasn't for John DeLorean. Wow. He was next in line to be the head of GM, but he wanted to do his own company because he didn't like the corporate politics at the top. Yeah. So he branched out, but trying to start something in America with the big three, I mean, it was a fight. So he went overseas and fascinating history. Wow. Do you have a DeLorean? I do have a DeLorean. I'm on wow. my second DeLorean because the first one I bought in 2013, when they were actually more affordable, it kind of looked crazy expensive the last few years. But uh, back back then, they people held on to them thinking they wouldn't uh, appreciate or th thinking they would appreciate, and they didn't. So I bought one with 2,700 miles on it in 2013, wow. the 1981 DeLorean, uh, wow. for 23,000. And now they're twice that, which is sad. But um, wow, love the car. It's a, it's a fantastic, comfortable road trip car. It's not a sports car. It looks sporty, but it's actually designed to be a touring car. It's like sitting in a pair of Barca loungers when you sit in that car on a road trip. Really? Yeah. 26 miles a gallon at 80 miles an hour. It's an amazing little car. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> I, I, I've never been a DeLorean. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Pretty comfortable so, little car. Not, yeah. Now we're coming to Utah again because I need to go for a ride in your DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to come take it for a ride. It's funny because so, this, this guy, for, oh, so we got I don't want to like beat this topic to death, but the DeLorean history is so fascinating. Uh, and there was a guy that called me up out of the blue because he saw a picture of my car, which this is this is actually my car on the cover, my first one on the cover of this book. Wow. And he saw a picture of it on there. He's like, hey, I'm I'm Stephen Arlington. I'm the last surviving person from the DeLorean trials. And I saw your car. I'd like to use this picture of your car. So my car is actually on the cover of two books. He used well, my hold car. Hold on, hold on. In, Delor in DeLorean Shadow. Uh, and a really interesting read wow. of this guy who was a frogman. Uh, got and got dishonorably discharged from the military and got sucked into the drug world. And then they tried to tie him to John DeLorean, even though there was no correlation. And he was, a, he does, he does have some great ethics and said, no, I'm not going to throw this guy into the bus. I don't even know who he is. And he, uh, now he goes around the world teaching kids don't do drugs. Even the small ones will lead to big stuff. <laughs> big right. problem. Anyway, that's wow. the guy. So the so, DeLorean hey. connected me with a lot of people, people from the movie, people wow. from healthcare. It's, it's a fascinating little, uh connector car we got doug wing watching doug welcome um who's from utah born okay. and raised up there so so um so he said doug collects sports cars he actually has a ford gt and like all kinds nice of those are a fantastic car yeah um so so talk about so you you were in portugal and you saw what'd you say 185 patients a day yeah we would see a lot of patients a day i was the 23rd chiropractor in the whole country i mean think portugal what? is to europe what california is to the u.s on the west coast and about the size there are 10,000 chiropractors in california there were 23 of us in in portugal and so it was oh my god it, it was an amazing pioneering effort to be there. It was a beautiful experience uh, to be that part of healthcare. And it was really neat to see how healthcare functions in Europe versus the US. To be an American physician in Europe was mind blowing. Uh, you know, we, as, as doctors, we have such big debt for student loans that over there, their model is, hey, you're a healthcare provider. We're just going to take care of each other. I remember taking my kid to the pediatrician and he goes, oh, you're a doctor? I go, yeah. Oh, no charge for your kid today. They just took care of each other. And I'm wow. like, that is brilliant. Why don't we? Have it? Um, and the, the, the insurance is just so different over there. It's a, we won't go into that rabbit hole, but it's such a different structure than here. Even though there's state insurance, if you wanted quality health, everybody had health care that was affordable. But if you wanted quality health care, you paid cash and went to a private clinic. Wow. But at least you had stuff. And 
every system has its challenges, but it was a it was interesting to see the system different there than here. And people were willing the the average income per household was $1,000 per month. But when people needed the chiropractic care, they would go pull from their savings because they didn't live off credit cards like we do. And they would invest in their health rather than letting their health be a expense. Uh, oh, if my insurance doesn't cover it, I can't afford it. That's one of the, that's the most sickening sentence I ever hear in America. And it's because we've given the power of our health to a third party yeah. rather than being responsible for our own health and well-being. And it's, it's, it's harming our nation. I, I, um, I, I don't, you know, again, well, we might as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, so look at this. I have a great chiropractor in Utah County, Dr. King. He flies up just to get, he said, tweet. that's awesome. He does. I, I remember him telling me that. So, so let's talk about this. So about four months ago, I've had all these digestive problems for years, diverticulitis and all kinds of stuff. And um, a buddy of mine suggested maybe you're eating too much um, meat. Hmm. And I said, okay. And he said, check out um, the movie, um, The Game Changers and the movie, What the Health mm -hmm. on Netflix. So I did. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, what? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, did you know that the government lies to us? <laughs> so so um, like I, I I became a vegan and I mm. am still and it was it was life changing for me, life changing for me. And I'm not I, like I I don't go around going, hey, you need to be a vegan. Stop. Like I, it's not because I don't love red meat. I would choke a cow to death with my freaking bare hands just to get a steak out of it. Mm -hmm. But, but it's my body doesn't process it well. Right. And, and I, I just wonder how many, cause if you watch those movies and a lot of people are like, Oh, that's just vegan propaganda stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, cause vegans are out to harm the world. Um, <laughs> right. Like, I mean, but you know, if you watch those movies, it's like, oh my God, it's like your body is not like mine. I know for a fact, wasn't processing it. Mm -hmm. How much, how much disease like Dr. Um, uh, Wayne Dyer used to talk mm -hmm. about disease, yep. right? So how much disease, how many health care problems do you think we have just in the U.S.? that are related to our diet. Oh man, it's just, it's, it, diet is horrible in the US and we've got these entities that all have three letters that are supposed to be protecting us, but they're just, they've been bought out and they're just not protecting us anymore. I mean, look, if we, there are healthy things out there that don't pass FDA, but yet a Twinkie is FDA approved or Doritos are FDA approved. It just doesn't make any sense. So there are a lot of times us in America, we're eating things, we're eating things that we think or call food that really aren't food. And hold it, a, a Twinkie is FDA. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, otherwise it's it would be FDA approved. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Our system's so backwards. That's if insane. we as Americans don't actively engage to educate ourselves to be a better selective consumer we're at the mercy of marketing and marketing is for somebody to sell a widget and the widget, whether it's a, a food or non-food item that we call food, you know, we just, we're, we're become a products of the system. Now this is, I got to say this, this was eye opening living in Portugal. I went over to Portugal and there were a couple months. It took me a few months to acclimate as an American in Europe. Yeah. Cause I've had this cocky little attitude like, Hey, I'm American. We got everything figured out and we've got all our safety things, FDA and all this stuff. And I go down to the, the grocery store. And I'm like, Hey, produce guy, where are the uh, organic fruits and vegetables? And he looks at me and he says, what are you American? Like, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. All of our fruits and vegetables are organic. And so I'm thinking, I pick up an orange thinking plucked green in Florida or California, more likely California, put on a truck. You know, I'm still thinking from home, trucked up to Utah, put it out of the grocery store 10 years, uh, 10 days later. And now it's oranged up and so I pick up an orange going, well, where's this come from? He goes, oh, those are trucked in fresh from the border of Portugal and Spain about 90 minutes from here. Uh, they come in every other day. Our fields are not sprayed with pesticides and all this other 
junk that you guys do in America. Matter of fact, none of your produce or meats even meet the standards and qualifications to hit the shores of Europe. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. So very eye-opening to see living outside the country, the standards versus our own standards that we think are so great that are not that great. Anyway. And whenever you go to a restaurant in, in Europe, it was a home-cooked meal. There was a time we went to a restaurant and my wife's meal didn't come out and the rest of ours came out. And all of a sudden I see the chef coming in with the bags from the same farmer's market that we shop out. And five minutes later, out comes her meal. So it's just, it's a different system than all the Cisco pre-processed crazy stuff that we have in our, our grab and go society. I hate making this show about me because, but you're, you're, <laughs> this is, this is you, this is your expertise. I, you know, one time I was at the gym, it was late. I was single. Um, and it was like nine 30 at night and I ran into this restaurant and I'm like, I I'm starving. I just worked out. Let me get a hamburger. I, mm -hmm. and they, Oh, this restaurant always undercooked it. And I was, I always sent it back. Like, no, nah, I could get it done. I don't eat hamburger raw, like get it done. Well, this time they were getting ready to close and I'm like, just whatever. I'm not even going to look at it. I'm just going to eat it. I'm not. And I ate the whole thing. It was undercooked. And um, next morning I wake up at 530 in the morning with blood coming out of both ends of my body. Oh, no. And ended up uh, a friend took me to the ER and it was bacterial colitis. Wow. Where it had eaten part of my colon trying to mm -hmm. get out of my body. and the the I, i'll never forget the er doctor saying don't ever eat undercooked meat from a restaurant it passes through too many hands mm -hmm. before it hits your plate and i i was like really and he goes it, they're filled with bacteria yeah. i went what i can i just can't get that out of my head like every time we go anywhere to eat well i don't eat meat anymore but like i still think bacteria 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 Right. And, and, you know, do you think that there's a problem in the U S with things of that nature too? Like people just don't pay attention to things like that or. Well, I think business owners of restaurants do, but you, when you've got a whole bunch of employees, it's just like you say, more hands to go through more people to train and yeah. how seriously do they take it? How much do they care? Or are they just there to punch a clock? Right. There's, there's a lot of factors there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you came back from Portugal, you're back in, you said Jordan, Utah, South Jordan, South Jordan, it's just Utah. a suburb of Salt Lake city. Oh, okay. Um, and you set up shop again, or did you already have the practice? So this time I came back and I worked for somebody and then after a year bought the practice. Okay. Okay. And how did things go from there? So the, the first year back was a, is a rough transition trying to get back in. But once I, once I bought it, took over, um, started really exercising my specialty though. I've got a, a very deep love, respect, and still a specialty I feel for general health and wellness for the topics we discussed. Yeah. But uh, in practice, my other specialty is auto accident injury and rehab. And just like in the medical world, there's several medical doctors, but you wouldn't go to a podiatrist, a foot doctor for brain surgery. They're both medical doctors, but have vastly different training. Right. There are doctors that are certified and trained in personal injury, meaning car accident injuries, how to properly rehab them, how to document them properly, because it's a medical legal case. And if you don't document things properly, then the attorneys don't have the, the leverage they need to help the patients get the restitution they deserve. So it's a very so I've written a whole book on that. It's a pretty, pretty powerful book because it's the only book I know published on the planet that talks about kids in car accidents because the research that is out there. Uh, addresses there's live occupants we put in crash tests crash cars into a measure the physics applied to the human body but nobody will do that for a kid you know why would we want to so then the, then it's a question of well how do we because the insurance adjusters will say oh kids don't get hurt in car accidents well of course they do they have the same physical forces applied to their body as their their parents right do. But there's reasons why these kids don't elicit the symptoms the same way we do there's anatomical physiological reasons that is however degenerative arthritis starts at the point of trauma so then these kids have arthritis in their 20s and, and stuff. And but they, the insurance companies will just brush it under, oh no, you're a kid, you'll be fine. Well, no, it's gonna affect them in their future. So they should get the care that they deserve while they're a kid. Don't just brush them under and say, oh, kids will, will be all right. So it addresses wow. the adults, the kids, the physics, um, the intercare between medical doctors, chiropractors, physical therapists, massage therapists, how we 
handle these cases properly and do our job documenting and rehabbing these patients because 50% of people are never the same after a car accident. And if we don't, if they don't get the care they need and the care they deserve, and it isn't handled properly, it catches up with them later. And it's totally preventable if we just do the right stuff. Well, it's preventable most of the time. There are some people that'll just, their injuries are brutal uh, and, and life-changing. But for the most part, if it's handled properly, we can prevent those problems. And so that's, that's my other passion. It sounds like it. Like you just lit up when you started talking yeah. about that. So how many people are in, um, what, what are the national statistics? I mean, how many people are in an auto accident annually? There are 1.5 million auto accidents per year on average in the U.S. and 3 million injuries per year. So usually there's more than one occupant in the vehicle or involved because it's usually two cars or more. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot of injuries. Wow. Do do you find that a lot of um, those injuries go un, unaddressed? Absolutely. A lot of people think, oh, I'll be fine. It'll heal on its own. That's the first problem. Uh, the second problem is they don't go to the right doctors that work up, diagnose, and treat according to the research guidelines. They're just, oh, yeah, you just need a couple massages or you just need a couple of adjustments or a little bit of physical therapy or I'll just here take these. This is the worst one take these anti-inflammatory muscle relaxers. It'll be fine in a couple of weeks. Okay. Let's cover up the symptoms while your body heals wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I'm not saying it, those aren't useful at times, but they're useful to get the symptoms under control while they're getting the therapy to help break up the scar tissue and help the body heal properly. When I say break up the scar tissue, all of our tissues are parallel fibers, but when we have an injury, we get scar tissue, which is crisscross fibers, which takes up more space. So then we can put space, start, space occupying, pinching on a nerve. Now we've got chronic lifelong problems. But if we just adjust it, massage it, do the physical therapy and the exercises, we can help it heal up with healthy tissue rather than just unguided super glue. I hope that makes sense using that little. Uh, too much sense, actually. Like now I'm wondering, <laughs> like, like what the heck has healed improperly in my body? Mm. So, so. Okay, I never even thought of that. Who would think of that? Hmm. Most I people think would that. never think. <laughs> <of that. laughs> yeah. But you deal like that's your deal, right? Yeah, like right. you deal with it every day. But most people don't think like, has my tissue healed properly? Right, because it's as it he as it's healing, it's you know the the inflammation slowly comes down, so the pain's going away, but it's healing wrong, and then it hits that point. The research shows about two years out, where now we've got. Now it's putting pressure on that nerve chronically for the rest of their life. Now you try to work on it. It's super glue. It's harder to break up now than it would have been in the beginning if we'd just done the care when the injuries were fresh. Okay, but can you break it up? Some, but it's going to take longer and it's not going to be, you can't break up all of it. So it's, it's wow. more difficult. Wow. Yeah. So it's best what you're saying, if I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you're saying that it's best to address it up front. If, Absolutely. If, I mean, the, the key thing is we're all, we all know somebody or we're all going to either ourselves or know somebody we love or work with. that's going to be in a car accident where it's a sheer force going through our spine. We're designed for walking and running compressive forces in those discs. They're shock absorbers, but they can't handle a sheer force of more than five miles an hour, AGs, and they're, or they're going to get injured. If we get that care early on, symptom or no symptom, we can prevent or heal up a lot of those injuries so they don't, so we age gracefully to hundred yeah. years and beyond. And we don't end up with all those crisis problems in our, in our geriatric years. We can actually enjoy our geriatric retired years or retired years pre-geriatric. Wow. Right. I, 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 like I could go down. I could go down so many roads, man. I, I'm not going to, but I, I do think that, that, um, you know, and first I have a lot of friends in the, in chiropractic care. You and I are friends, both friends with Fab Mancini, mm -hmm. who's, he's incredible. Um, <laughs> at Craig's last event, Fab walks up behind me and starts rubbing my shoulders and my, I'm like, don't stop, dude. <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. Um, but you know, so talk about, man, we could open up some really serious cans here. I don't, I, maybe we shouldn't, I don't know, <laughs> but, um, people do 
wait on the symptoms to appear before addressing their health. Mm -hmm. True or false? We've been taught by our disease care system to be reactive, not proactive. So we wait till symptoms show up. And then we, unfortunately, here's the problem. We typically treat the symptom, not the problem. Again, going back to the beginning, all disease starts from inside out. Our brain wants our body to function 100%. And it's communicating yeah. through the nervous system to every organ, cell, tissue, gland in our body. So if, if an organ, tissue, gland, or cell is stressed or diseased to the point of a health problem, flipping the switches for a symptom, last guy on the scene, it's the, like Fab likes to use, it's the smoke detector going off. So, yeah. oh my gosh, take out the battery of the smoke detector treating the symptom, the noise of the smoke detector, rather than putting out the fire, which is the problem. We wanna find the source. Well, typically we should start with, is our nerve flow working right? So the brain and body can communicate properly to help that organ function as best and self-regulate. Then we look at treating symptoms while we're healing. We don't wanna just treat the symptom and, and not be healing. We gotta, we gotta look at it from the source as well. It's a great, great point on that. So are there, are there companies should I say this? Are there people out there that um, would say you're full of crap and that's not true? To me, of course. I mean, <laughs> our, our, our model that is so funded by, uh, gosh, I hate to throw people under us, but Big Pharma owns our news systems and our TV shows that we're sitting there just droning in and listening to this information. I've got this symptom. I've got this list of symptoms. I need the purple pill. So we are just, we are completely taught to chase symptoms yeah. and to treat symptoms with some outside in from a lot pharmacological thing, because it's a product that is patented that makes somebody money rather than I've got a symptom. Well, what's causing that symptom. Let's see what I can do to fix that symptom functionally and structurally neurologically or with natural means. Cause most of your pharmaceutical stuff is taking something that was a food or plant based titrating it down to a very active component that now it's so, so potent. You're going to have effects, and side effects. But if you can do it naturally, it's a little slower, but you won't have side effects. So that's, but then there's no patent, then there's no, you, cause you can't patent something natural. So somebody out there isn't gonna make money on that. I, right. I look at it very similar to the marijuana thing, how it's finally starting to get into the, the legal realm cause it's natural. Well, that was a threat to big pharma for decades. So, yeah. you know, they would just put that stuff down because, oh, we can't make money on it. So let's make sure we have something else over here that helps with symptoms of cancer or anxiety or whatever. You see where I'm going on that? It's yeah. I don't know. Sadly, it's always the, the follow the money thing. Dude, my, my, one of my best friends lives out in California and he owns this company right here, mm -hmm. CBD. And, mm -hmm. and the, the reason he even got into it was his, his son was on the severely autistic. Mm -hmm. And, and he discovered that through natural juicing of the plant, basically, yep. um, that, that it, it healed his son healed awesome. like gone. Yeah. Like it's, it's incredible. And I use that stuff and I'm like, holy moly, it's amazing. And yeah. there's no psychotropic effect if you don't heat it. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's all, it's all good. But that, that's the other thing that I think you know, I love about chiropractic and my wife's asking questions, <laughs> asking questions like crazy. Um, do, do, she's huge into natural na naturopathic healthcare. Um, do you do blood work, um, stuff like that in your practice or do you I think blood work is amazing where you're going with, which I have my specialty in auto accident injury and rehab. Yeah, that's true. And to answer that other question, I did set up a whole group called the Whiplash Group of certified trained doctors and attorneys in that field. Oh. Um, where you're going with the blood work and the healthy stuff, it's called functional medicine. And there are chiropractors and medical doctors both that do it. And I think it's the most brilliant frontier of, of healthcare, true healthcare, yeah. where we're turning a page in that because they actually do blood work and they do um, a lot of other very cool tests. And then it's very personalized on what you need to get you the nutrition that you need to have the building blocks in your body, working with a healthy functioning nervous system to regain your health. Amazing, amazing stuff. Cause it's not just, Oh, I've got this flow chart. You've got these symptoms. Let me prescribe this for you. That's a medicine. It's functional medicine is incredible. So that's 
there is there are groups out there, functional medicine groups that you can find. So I don't need to create that. It's already out there. <laughs> oh, you saw you saw her her other question. Yeah. Oh, you're you're looking at the comments. I got you. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, that's yeah. You've already done it. I I I just wonder how many you know people, um, how many people are are more concerned about their life insurance being taken care of than their their current health mm -hmm. situation right mm -hmm. they're planning more for their death than their life yeah um you know and i'm not i'm not judging i i, I bought that t-shirt and have worn it out mm -hmm. so um you know what can people do and i know that you specialize in auto accident um injury stuff but let, let's assume that that everybody watching is never going to be in a car accident. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and, and we go back to, you know, the whole person and the, your whole, and, and your whole practice, mm -hmm. like what can people do starting? Do they have to go see a chiropractor? Do, do, would you recommend that, that everybody goes and, and has adjustments and, and all of the, the stuff? I firmly believe, and I've just followed the science on this, that everybody should have a, a good quality chiropractor in their healthcare regiment of physicians. And here's why. We'll just compare it to dentistry for a moment. Yeah. Dentists have done a really good job in the last 50 years teaching us to brush, floss, and regular checkups. Because it doesn't matter how much we brush and floss on this planet, we're still going to have junk they got to scrape off our teeth. And, yep. and I'm going to say with chiropractic or good spinal hygiene, because we live on a planet with gravity, we're lifting, we're sleeping funny, we're climbing out of cars, all these things. We're just gonna get subluxations, misalignments in our spine. So I'm gonna tell you for good spinal hygiene to stretch, exercise, and regular spinal adjustments. You, when you go into the chiropractor, even if you're not feeling symptoms, just like we don't feel a, a toothache till the cavity gets to a certain point, the dentist still wants to do proactive care to prevent cavities. Well, your chiropractor wants to do proactive treatments to prevent degenerative arthritis and pinched nerves that are affecting and causing disease. So I think foundationally, it just makes good common sense. Now understand there's two types of chiropractic care. For your car, you've got, you've got the mechanic who's like, oh, my car's making a funny noise. Can you diagnose and fix this funny noise? Okay, right. that's the big mechanic. Right. Then you've got Jiffy Lube where it's like, hey, car's running great. I just want to change my oil every 3,000, 5,000 miles to make sure I prevent problems with my engine. Two different things. So there are chiropractors that are wellness chiropractors or there's wellness care in a clinic and there's crisis care. Somebody who's had a car accident, a slip or fall or injury, or they're showing symptoms. Well, crisis care chiropractic, the research shows for chiropractic, physical therapy, going to the gym with a personal trainer, three times a week or more is active care. That's the tipping point of re-educating the muscles to relearn how to properly hold the spine in place and things moving properly. So you're good looking at three times a week for a, a period of time, not forever, for crisis care to help your body relearn and re-educate and get the symptoms under control and, and get strong again. And then wellness care could be once a month, once a quarter. I wouldn't go more than once a quarter. Once every week, depending on your job style, if you're sitting at a computer all day or driving lots of miles, but understand there's the two differences because some people don't understand that. And because of that misunderstanding, they, they think chiropractic isn't helpful. For example, oh yeah, I had a kink in my neck. I went to the chiropractor once. Well, I had a car accident with the chiropractor three times. That was it. That was the, no, you got to go for months. Like the research shows. If I were going to sign up with a personal trainer for a Mr. Utah contest, I wouldn't sign up. And he says, hey, I need to see you four or five times a week for these, uh, eight weeks before the contest. I'm like, all right, well, I can only come in once a week. Well, I'm not going to get the results to win the Mr. Utah contest. It's right. The tipping point is not there for the muscle memory. So as long as we have that understanding of wellness checkups at the dentist is very different from a root canal. Wellness care for at a chiropractor is very different from crisis care at a chiropractor. Yeah. Yeah. Joachim, who is joining us from hell in Norway, um, says spinal hygiene sounds a bit more advanced than dental care. Your nervous system controls everything in your body. It is the most, it was the first system to develop in your body an embryo. It's plugged into everything. And the, the, the sad thing is we aren't taught 
to take care of our spinal hygiene and our, and our nervous system. We're, we're taught to chase symptoms. That's the model that we're following in disease care, AKA healthcare run by the medical model. I, again, I love the medical model for trauma. It's, it's amazing, but yeah. for healthcare, it's, it's a square peg in a round hole. I, I and, and look, there is, there are so many things that are related to how you feel. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, goals in life are, mm -hmm. are manifested by your feelings, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, right. And, and pain, if you're waiting on pain to, to, I, I mean, I, I, again, I've been there. My, my wife says she's, <clears throat> our daughter is a competitive dancer. And one of the things my daughter, my 12 year old daughter does all the time is she twists and cracks, cracks her own, like you hear it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't think that's healthy. Stop doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's on that point. There are some of us that can pop. I wouldn't do things like long lever, adjusting yeah. yourself. The problem with that is on a spectrum, if we have a healthy joint, it, it's moving within its normal realm. At one end of the spectrum, we have hypermobility. At the other end, we have stuck, subluxated, not moving. So chiropractors focus on this. But if we get these moving properly, bringing it to center, it takes the stress off the ones that are hypermobile so they can actually tighten up because either end of the spectrum is a problem. Hypermobility, so if we're like pop popping ourselves because it's hypermobile, we get an endorphin release which is the hormone like when we're in shock after a car accident where we don't hurt till that settles down. So that's wow. why it feels good for 15, 20 minutes. And then the symptoms come back. We're covering up the symptom with our own hormones of that endorphin release by getting the hypermobile ones to pop and release that endorphin, but it's not fixing the ones that are actually stuck. So if we got one that's stuck, it's natural for your body's response to let above and below become hypermobile. So you, you don't notice any range of motion problems for years, but the one that's stuck, I'm on the right side here, is now becoming arthritic over the years. And then eventually your body will go, oh, you know what? These hypermobile ones, they're unstable. We need to start putting calcium in there too. And that's where arthritis spreads over this, over those sections over time because we're not fixing the problem one that's stuck, wow. which is putting too much stress on the hypermobile. So when we're popping ourselves, we're making the hypermobile ones more hypermobile. So that's why you want to have somebody who knows what they're doing. That's a professional actually go after the ones that are stuck, get those moving and help all of these 24 bones in your spine do their fair share of work. So everybody is doing their job, not this one's stuck and not doing his job. Somebody's trying to hype, be hypermobile and make up for it, but then they wear out premature too. Ooh, that's a lot of, we're doing some deep dives today. I, but I love this stuff, man. I, 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 you know, I'm sitting here. I see when I, when I give you full screen, I'm looking mm -hmm. at somebody's posture and I'm thinking, how's my posture right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very conscious of it right now. Um, and I know I'm not normally, and I spend a lot of hours sitting at this desk and, and so you've got me thinking, I, you know, whether anybody else is thinking or not, I, I don't even care. I I'm thinking about me right now. Like, mm -hmm. wow, am I, am I, am I really, and I know I'm not. So, so what, let, let me ask you this. What do you think, um, what stops people from going to a chiropractor? They just feel like I'm not in pain. So what's the point? I think the biggest uh, points are our misinformation. People don't understand what it is. Uh, and then time and money. Those are the two obstacles everybody needs to overcome whenever they're going to do anything to invest in their health, go to the gym or whatever. Oh, I don't have time for the gym. Oh, the gym costs too much. I don't have time to drive across town. Oh, I can't afford the gas to go across town to the gym. Time and money. It's gym, chiropractor, whatever. With chiropractic, most visits are, you know, 15 minutes in and out most of the time, unless you're doing decompression and laser, which you mentioned for a disc injury, those might be a little yeah. longer. Um, you know, massage is an hour if you're doing massage with a therapist, but it's just, it's an investment in your health. So when people can flip that switch and go, oh, this go from my health costs me, my health is an expense to my health is the most valuable asset I have on this planet for the time that I'm here. I'm yep. going to invest in it with good nutrition, chiropractic, massage. Uh, gym membership, whatever. When you switch that, flip that switch on how you look at and value your health, then it's not so bad. But it's like, oh, my insurance doesn't cover it, so I can't afford the chiropractor. But it covers me getting surgery. Ah, oh, I just don't, I don't get that. Uh, so those are the big stop gates, I think, is people have got to value the time and make the time. Not have that. You got to make the time for your health. Yeah. And then you've got to, you got to make the investment. And it's 
it pays back dividends rather than it's not an expense when you're done with it. But it's funny because the patients that start out they're like, oh, at our office, we do things for a month minimum, five weeks minimum, because that's what the research shows it takes to actually make a lasting change. If I do two weeks of chiropractic care, I'm an expensive Band-Aid for somebody. Might as well right. just take in a bunch of aspirin. For time. Right, right. But at a month or 90 days or a year's worth of care, and some are like, what? You have to go for a year? Well, kids have to wear braces for a year, two years, three years. You just It takes time to re-educate the tissues. Yeah. But people that do have the confidence to jump into that, and then they get done like, oh, my gosh, this has been the healthiest year of my life. I mean, this, I'm healthier now in my 40s or 50s than I was in my 20s or 30s. They see the difference once we start getting the right nutrition in and freeing up that nerve flow so their body can function 100% the way it's designed. It's I love seeing that at the end. Of the I, I don't, and I don't, I mean, it's not, it's not that much money to go in for an adjustment is I like, it no. seems like when I, when I was doing it, I was it like 30 or $40 of it or something crazy and expensive. Yeah. I think people spend more money at Starbucks than they do. Yeah. Um, well, we've thrown a lot of companies under the bus today. <laughs> um, it's, it's just a, it's a philosophical game. We're using some names and some brands to help people realize where they're yeah. spending, but it comes right. down to priorities. Do I prioritize this coffee, which we used to call it five bucks, right. but now it's like <laughs> seven or eight bucks. Yeah, I know. Do they prioritize that every day versus taking some vitamins, having some powdered greens, making a fruit smoothie in the morning, going to the chiropractor, going to the gym. I mean, it's just priorities. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it you know, what's interesting. I'm, I'm 54. And I know I only look 30, but I'm 54 and, and it's just in the last probably two or three years that my health has become a priority. It's crazy how we do that. Like, it's like, oh, okay, I have this now and oh, I better pay attention. So let me ask you this. What do you think? And back to the breakthrough walls thing, have you along along the um, the path that you've mm -hmm. traveled of being an entrepreneur? Yes, you're a doctor, but at the end of the day, you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what are some of the things you've run into that you thought, man, I, I'm not going to survive this or this is this is the end of the road? Have you have you hit any of those? those obstacles in your career that that you thought man this is this is not good for for what i'm trying to accomplish honestly one of the biggest obstacles and this i hope this doesn't offend anybody one of the biggest obstacles is our our insurance system in the us mm -hmm. i mean i take i take auto insurance because it covers 100 of what's medically necessary and i can document medical necessity for those injuries and rehab them properly and i i take people who are willing to invest in their health on their own. If they want to build their own insurance afterwards, get a super bill and submit to them. But I'm not going to let an outside third party dictate their health. I won't put I won't put my name and their health on the line for some third party that we have no control over. They have to be committed. And when they are, it's a game changer. Now, getting out of school when you're young and, and trying to start a practice and be an entrepreneur, you're like, you want to just get anybody in you can. And I've realized that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You have to set your line in the sand and you have to be have that faith, confidence and belief in what you do. And then you will attract the people or repel the people that don't want to do that. And that's fine. They get to choose what they, they have their free agency to go choose what they want to do. But people that enter our office and actually are committed, get the results. And I'm not bragging. This is a really weird national statistic. I had an outside source come in and go through our, our files and reach out to old patients and do this. But the average medical and average chiropractic clinic has a 53% success rate. That's it. Wow. We have a 96% success rate in our office because we follow research-based guidelines. We don't accept all patients. We want to make sure people are willing to finish what they start and follow the, prioritize their care, their health over other stuff for a period to form good, healthy habits. Wow. When they come out on the end, amazing success rate. Now, granted, we can't help everybody. There's going to be some people just like, ah, oh, they're beyond our their injuries or their, their health problems are, are too late or too far gone. Um, but wow. I'm really proud of those results. And it's not me. I didn't, it's, it's, it's a team, me and the patient, our office team and the patient taking their health seriously and being a team to get them from point A to point Z. 
oh, hey, doc, I just can I just come in when it hurts or can I oh, I can't do three times a week for this many months. Can I just come in once a week? No, this isn't the office for you. If you want to have a, a fail, if you want a guarantee for failure, go somewhere else. When you're talking about chiropractic, you're talking about somebody else's office, not office, because we're willing to put the skin in the game if you are. So is that sound too harsh? I hope not. No, but you know, uh, listen, man, I, you're re honestly, you're reminding me a little bit of, of Grant Cardone, believe it or not, because mm -hmm. when I had Grant on, um, you know, I was trying to pull some Pollyanna feel good stuff out of him and, and get him to say, um, you know, oh, it, it doesn't matter where you are, you can do it. And, um, and I said, well, you know, Grant, I mean, it's, as long as we're still alive and breathing, there's, there's hope, right? Like we, 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 anybody can, 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 you know, create the life of their dreams. Right. And he said, mm -hmm. I don't know, it might be too late for some. Mm. And, and I, and you just remind, I was like, no, that's not the answer I was looking for, <laughs> you know, like, but I, I think though, that if people, and I, again, I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Jay. I want, I want you to say like, if this is true or not, if, if somebody really said, okay, you know what? I'm, I, I'm 75 years old. I've never really paid attention to my health. I've got all these aches and pains and medications I'm on. Could a chiropractor, could a good chiropractor help them at that point in their life turn things around? I, I think there's always the possibility of that. I th and we've, I've got, we've got a better statistical chance of changing and improving doing that than not doing that. To do something mm -hmm. health-oriented, changing your diet. I mean, it takes education. This is where, and I challenge my chiropractic uh, counterparts out there too, that to take the term doctor seriously. It's educator. We're not supposed to just go take these pills and call me if the symptoms don't change, right. we're supposed to educate and empower our patients, our community to be healthier. Well, for us, that's firing up the nervous system. They got to understand why we do that and, and do it and understanding how the nutrition is a key part. That's the only outside in thing we can do. The drugs just palliate, palliate the symptoms. They don't heal us of anything. Our body does the healing, but it can't do without the building blocks and the blueprints. Blueprints are right here, communicating through our nervous system. Building blocks are the nutritional things we put in and the toxins we keep out. And when you do that, you can't help but be healthy over time. I have seen elder patients, especially in St. George. It was a very big geriatric population that I treated back then when I took insurance and stuff, which I, again, don't do anymore. Um, they, I saw great changes with these people. And sadly, a lot of them would come in on 8 to 23 pharmaceutical prescriptions they were taking per day. Oh my God. You ready for this? The average American's taking 12 pharmaceutical prescriptions per day. I'm taking none, which means somebody's taking 24. But there are so many people out there that's taking this medicine for this symptom and this medicine for the side effects of this one and this medicine for the side. It just becomes this train car, cars of, of prescriptions. That is not optimal health. So when we can get these elderly people to start doing things naturally with proper function in their spine, right? Removing that nerve interference, getting the nutrition in, a lot of them can can start weaning off some of these medications and that will help them be healthier, live longer. Maybe it adds a year or two years or five years to their life. But the tough thing is, this is the hardest part is how do you track that? How do you track optimal health and avoiding diseases versus getting diseases and symptoms? It's, it's like, Oh yeah, I went to the chiropractic. I lived in, I, I went to the chiropractor and ate well my whole life. So I lived in 95 or, I didn't yeah. do that. I lived in 95. It's, how do we track how that's helping to improve our health? It's That's the tough one. But we know that it does. I mean, it just, it makes sense that it does. I mean, again, I go back to how do you feel? Like, mm -hmm. how do you feel? And I think that if most people are really honest, the, the, the physical state, well, anyway, I, I look, I don't, I don't, I love everything you're talking about. What do you think holds people back in life from achieving real financial success and and achieving um, their their dreams, freedom? And and I'm talking health, mm -hmm. spiritual, everything. What do you yeah. think stops people from? And and fear is the number one answer to that question. So it you is have to fear's do that. the number one answer, but it's, <laughs> it's got to be tagged to something. If fear is either stopping us from doing something or it's making us do something that's not good for us. So when you look at this fear of spending money to go 
get the health care that they deserve. Yeah. Um, we, we are, I love, this is a Wayne Dyer quote. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And yeah. that's where I love how chiropractic and the, the science and philosophy of it go together, where there are patients I can't accept each year because their headspace is so bad with fear or their illness is serving them in some way. Like, yeah. oh, because I have these ailments, I get sympathy from my pa- my family or I don't have to work, go to work as often as uh, if it's still serving them. I can't help them. They've got to flip those switches up here and want to be healthy. Uh, we've got to get to overcome our fear and invest in ourselves. We're our number one best investment. And a lot wow. of people don't, won't either invest in their health or in books to help flip the switches in their head. Some good self-help books. We've got to be willing to lead our physiology with our psychology. So coming back to that thoughts, traumas, and toxins, thoughts are big. We've got to learn how to We've got to take the time to control yeah. our thoughts. Each of us are having 60,000 thoughts a day, the same 80% of which are the same negative thoughts we had yesterday, unless we're taking the time to exercise gratitude and make a gratitude list or yeah. do some affirmations and start changing our programming to be more positive and uplifting. There you go. Here is, um, so Erica Lathan, her sister, Dr. Ruby was on the show. She's her sister was actually in the movie, What the Health? Mm-hmm. And I, I loved her so much, I reached out and said, I gotta have you on my show. Nice. Um, but she says, how much does chiropractic alignment impact our overall health? It's huge. Uh, I mean, you look at posture, like the poster on the, the back here, <laughs> that posture <laughs> is huge. If, we're import- if, you're not, if you're not sitting up straight, just slouch for a moment, take a deep breath in, now notice, sit up nice and straight, shoulders back. I want to point out, one, you look more handsome, beautiful, sexy, empowered. And now take a breath. Wow. It's easier to oxygenate your body with good posture. So poor posture not only affects our oxygenation day in, day out, but it's stressing or challenging our nervous system, which controls everything in our body. So wow. posture is a two-fold impact. And if it's day in, day out, sitting at a computer with, the, with poor posture, boy, does that impact our health. Wow. Okay, so first off, Jay, thank you for coming on the show. I cannot believe we've been on here an hour and two minutes already. That went boom. Yeah. Um, how can everybody follow you? Uh, well, if, if it's local people, it's South Jordan Chiropractic, they can look at the practice that way. But uh, drjshetland.com is where I do public speaking on health topics across the country or, or whiplash and auto accident related uh, topics across the country. Are you willing to speak on just overall health? Yeah, I love speaking on general health. Uh, uh, yeah, love doing that. So my wife hopes that you have a YouTube channel, do you? I do have a YouTube channel. I've got a couple of them because of the different topics. I, I set them up multiple rather than, I don't know, the right coaching on that. But we've got one for whiplash stuff. We've got one for Dr. Jay Shetland. Yeah. Yeah. I I think what you're doing is, is quite frankly, it's the most important thing that, that, that people could start absorbing. Like Erica says, she, I, she worries about sitting and looking at a cell phone or a computer and Mm -hmm. that is our world. That's the world we live in today. And, and I think what you're doing is so daggone important, man. So um, Jay, thank you for coming on and, and sharing, you know, a little of your story and, and history and wisdom and how many, hold your, how many books do you have out right now? I have eight books. Uh, the two biggest oh, ones I push are future health and the auto accident injury one, but a fun one just that I'm doing with colleges now is I'm helping, uh, the successful roommates guide, uh, survivor's guide. And it's with two books in one where it's the basic principles on healthy relationships. I've lived with over 46 people over the course of my youth and college years and uh, being married to a deaf spouse who is amazing. Um, so wow. I'm living in different countries. So I try to give some insight to people how to be better, how to cohabitate better by recognizing their strengths and the strengths of others and having agreements rather than assumptions, because assumptions always lead to problems. We want to have agreements if we're with our, our roommates or, or cohabitation mates so that we know what's expected, you know, the dishes in the sink and those kind of things. And we don't, they don't blow up into big 
negative experiences. So that's my my fun thing for the colleges. Wow, that well, it looks like a um, book that everybody could benefit from, yeah. <laughs> quite frankly. So that and that's cool. I've never seen that where you flip that over again. Show everybody yeah, yeah. that again. So it's that's two books in one. So you got this roommate successful guide. You read it halfway through, and then you can turn it over, and it's another book from that side. Pretty cool. That is insanely cool. I've never seen that. That is so awesome. Wow. Well, listen. Um, and and Erica says she'll go back and watch the replay. Um, the, it definitely an interview worth watching the replay. So, um, Jay, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Everybody go over to, and you know what, let me just real fast, um, throw this up on the screen. It's Dr. J Shetland.com, right? Yep. Okay. I'm going to put that up as, so it's scrolling across the bottom. Um, go over there, follow you on social media. What's the best platform? Where are you most active? Most active just doing my regular, my Jay Shetland one. I need to be a little more active on the Dr. Jay Shetland one. Okay. So, well, they can follow you everywhere. So make sure you go follow Dr. Jay Shetland. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing with everyone today. I really appreciate you. Thanks, Ken. Take care, everyone. All right. See you guys. Have a great day.